All right, good evening. All right, uh, I'll introduce myself. Uh, my name is Kumali Tong Di. I know that is a mouthful, right? Okay, my wife, uh, she's not here, uh, Dorat, and my daughter Summer, and my son Hudson. Um, and so if you cannot remember, other than Pastor Johnson, if you cannot remember, it's called me Lee, Kumali Lee for short, okay? And my wife called her by her first initial, D. So Lee and D, all right? That makes sense, right? And then my children, he and she, right? <laughs> so Lee, D, he, and she is how you can remember us. And, uh, and we are the Tong D family. So uh, like uh, Pastor said, we had a chance to uh, go to college together back in, oh, 95. It's almost been 30 years, Pastor. I cannot believe how young we are. <laughs> wow. Time just flies by. You don't realize how... Uh, anyways, <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, I, by the way, I thank God for, for America. Uh, both my wife and I was born in, uh, were born in, in Cambodia during the Khmer Rouge era. And when we, we were just about two years old when the Khmer Rouge came in and took over the country and for about three years. And, of course, um, they killed off anyone who would, would try to oppose them and uh, they say they killed off anywhere from about 1.6 to about uh, 3.1 million of its own people just through um, starvation and disease and just pretty much just execution. Of course, my, my wife's father, you know, he was one of those uh, to be executed because he was in the uh, opposition army. And so God used that, by the way, God used that to bring us to America you know, running through the jungles to, you know, getting lost and make sure we didn't step on landmines. I was just six years old and trying to cross that border and mom and dad paid somebody to help carry me some of the distance and, you know, getting lost and from my family. But thank God we I was only lost for two days and we made it across the border to Thailand to a refugee uh, camp. And uh, my, my family ended up in California, Long Beach, California in 1980. And so my wife, of course, her family as well, ended, ended up in Long Beach, California as well back in 82. The majority of us that came really during the, uh, the early 1980s. By the way, I thank God for America. I know it's not perfect, but it's a place that God has raised up, amen. This is, this is still a Christian country, amen. I know we're heading down the wrong direction, but I pray like churches like you guys will continue to raise up the next generation like you guys who could go out and plant churches and get the gospel out here in our Jerusalem, because our country here uh, needs, uh, we need to return back to God, amen? Let's turn our Bible, you guys, to Acts chapter number one. Go ahead, and you guys can put on your, uh, the, um, the PowerPoint presentation. And um, I thank God for America, number one, for giving me the freedom and to, be, uh, to be able to be raised up here in America, um, and to, to, to the freedom I have here. And even more important than that, um, I became a Christian when I was 19 years old. My pastor, Joe Esposito, um, originally Brother Blake uh, Rupo here, I met him, <laughs> I met him for the very first time when I, we, we took a survey trip out to Cambodia. Uh, Touch Kill, our, our colleague, and Dave Board, the three of us, went to Cambodia for the very first time. Remember, I left when I was about six years old, got to America when I was seven years old. And I have never been back to because I lived out in the village, without, you know, um, you know, away from civilization, right? And I go to Cambodia, I for the very first time back in 2008, and I was like, 
I stepped out of the airport. You know how smelly it was, right? Woo, it's like I stepped into a garbage can, amen? Not only that, but the heat. It's like I stepped into an oven. I'm like, well, come back to Cambodia, Gumli. We stayed at that uh, at hotel, $15 a night hotel across the street from the, because we got there at midnight. We didn't want to travel all that. Day. We, I, <laughs> but anyways, and I, I remember, um, my pastor wanted to become a missionary to Cambodia, Joe and Mary Esposito, back in the 80s, but the Lord closed the door on, on them. Nope, no missionaries allowed. So, okay, if God's closed the door on Cambodia, so where are we going to go? Come to find out that Long Beach, California has more Cambodians and Lao people than anywhere else in the world outside of Cambodia and Laos itself. And so he came to, to Long Beach and he planted, at that time it was called Cambodian Baptist Church. Two years after that, my wife came to church as a teenager and then she heard the gospel again. She had rejected the gospel previously, but at, at the age of, age of 16, she bowed down and received the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. That was, what, about 32, 33 years ago? And then two years after that, I was a senior in high school, you know, just a typical Buddhist boy. You know, just, I just claim Buddhist because I just want people off my back. I don't want to hear the gospel. But the, the, the rule is, Pastor Johnson, if you want to play basketball, my unsafe friends invite me to come to church to play basketball. Hey, there's a basketball league at Cambodian Baptist. You want to go play? Sure, I'll go play. Who knows? I might meet, meet my future wife there one day as well. Amen? I'll go have fun, and I might meet, meet my future wife. And the rule was this, uh, Pastor. If you want to play basketball, you got to come and listen to the preacher preach for at least 10 minutes. And, and we also want to welcome you to the church on Sunday as well. I'll, I'll put up with it. And I played basketball, and I heard the gospel. I heard John 3, 16 again. And I rejected gospel, and I don't want to get saved. I'm Lao, I'm Buddhist, you know, my excuse. I, 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 don't, I, I don't want it. But I, you know, I, I heard, I go, wow, this is, you know, this is interesting. You know, because that Buddhist religion, you know, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Bunch of hypocrites, people don't, they teach it, but nobody, no one really obeys it. But I kept on coming to church and kept on coming to church, and I heard the gospel again. Growing up, in a Buddhist home, mom and dad would always say this, Luke Luke I'll translate that for you. I'm speaking my, my, my tongue, amen? It says this, a child that does not obey his mom and dad will die and go to hell one day. Growing up, <laughs> when, when my pastor preached on Revelation 720 that, that Sunday morning, I go, oh boy, I know I'm not good enough to make the heaven on my own. Because Buddhists believe that, you know, uh, a work salvation, right? The more good you do, the better chance of you going to heaven. Uh, the, the, you know, of course, the bad that you do, you'll die and go to hell. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm in trouble now. And so that Sunday morning of September 13 of 1992, I'm now, by the way, I'm now a freshman going to Long Beach City College running track and cross country for them. And I, that Sunday morning, I raised my hand. And Brother Ted Pollock took me aside and led me to Christ. Thank God that's the best decision, obviously, I've ever made in my life. Look, I'm saved, amen? amen? I'm born again. I'm a child of God. My name is written in the book of life. And no man will be able to pluck me from God's uh, right hand, from his grip, amen? I will always be saved. No one can, look, 
You cannot take my salvation away from me. Amen. It's a gift that God gave me, and I took it. I received it. Amen. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to what? To become, right? A child of God. Because before that, what was I? I was a child of the devil. And with anyone else that was born in this world, if you, when we're first born, the Bible says, we're of, of your father who? The devil. Okay? It's not until you get born again, until you receive that gift, then and only then do you become God's, God's child. And so that was September 13 of 1992. I bowed down and received that free gift of everlasting life. And it's mine forever. Amen. I thank God for that. And so I say that to say this. So when, because what, what, my, what my pastor did, he came out and he planned the Cambodian Baptist Church. And we, by the way, we've since changed the name of our church to uh, Pacific Baptist. And now, because of that one decision that our pastor made, now there are, Brother Blake, you know this, touching Deborah Keel, who's also, Deborah was the one who invited my wife to come to church. Touching Deborah Keel are missionaries to Cambodia. Bunan T. Hass are missionaries to Cambodia. Sarah Nidhi Vong, Adrian Torres, Samantha Tang, okay, who else am I? Michelle Hardesty, uh, you know, David Board, Dave Board, David and Debbie Board, and a bunch of other guys, Kunaru Keel and Chorvin Keel. From that one church alone, guys, look, we're, we're going to talk about the Great Commission in a little bit. I, was, I wanted you uh, to know something here. God is good all the time, amen? amen? And we know that all things work together for good, right? To them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. God closed the door and Pastor Joe and Zito. Instead, I want you to come to Long Beach, California. I want you to plant a Cambodian Baptist church. Did, did Brother Pastor Zito know at that time, of course, he did not know. But looking back at it now, he knew not. He knows why he came to Long Beach and he planted Cambodian Baptist Church, and, and I'm thankful for that. Of course, my family is is there in the country of Laos, and we've got Jay Chang and uh, Johnny S. Zero and um, Tom and Sue Sutrick are working in Thailand. By the way, we don't have anyone in Vietnam. We don't have anyone in Burma or uh, Myanmar yet, brother. But. Lord willing, uh, one, uh, eventually one of these days, we would like to send someone out into that part of the world. So let's turn the Bible to Acts chapter number 1, and let's take a look at verse number 8, you guys. The Bible says here, but ye, obviously he's talking to God's servants there, God's disciples, talking to the local church there. And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. By the way, we need God, God, the Holy Ghost to come upon us. If we are going to do anything for God in the year 2023, we need the Holy Ghost to be upon us. And the Bible says, and ye shall be witnesses. Look, look what happened when the Holy Ghost is upon us. It says here, ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, that was the commission that God gave to those Christians back in those days. Let's uh, bow our head and close our eyes and let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Father, we're thankful, Lord. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And Lord, we know that this world, Lord, and you will, it's, you will be coming any moment, any time now, but we just don't know when. But Lord, help us to take the gospel out here in our Jerusalem, Lord, in our Judea, in our Samaria. Lord, and eventually in the uttermost parts of the world as well. Meet with us, Father, tonight. Lord, be with this church and use them, Lord, in a mighty way. 
We love you, Father. We pray, Lord, all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and turn to the next. We're not, we're not for sake of time. We're not going to take a look at that. Look, look, when God told those disciples, those early day church, there was probably maybe about 120 of them. I, w I would say at that particular time. And these look. Uh, I don't know what the population was in the world at that particular time, but. For as far as the church is concerned, there was only that one church in Jerusalem. That's it. One, hundred, one church. And they did their job. They obeyed the Great Commission. They obeyed God. And persecution started coming, right? And then, and of course, you, you see in, in Acts chapter number 9, the Apostle Paul goes out and want to turn some... Christians put them in prison and persecute them and wreaking havoc. And he goes to, uh, to, uh, to Damascus, right? He ends up get, getting saved. He, he meets the, the Savior. Of course, Ananias and Barnabas would, probably, uh, would take the Apostle Paul under their wings, and they would disciple him, and they would teach him, they would train him, they would love him. And then the Apostle Paul would eventually take the gospel in, from Western Asia and eventually go into Europe. You, you'll see it. You'll see all of that. But those guys are all gone now. They did their job. They did what they were supposed to do. But they're all gone now, you guys. And if you take a look at Matthew chapter 28, in fact, let's turn to that right now. Let's turn, turn to Matthew chapter 28, and we're going to take a look at verse number uh, 18, 19, and verse number 20. And Jesus came and he spake unto them, all the, the, the word them, they're talking about the disciples and the early day church, saying, All power. Is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. See that word nation there, you guys? It is not talking about a country. It's really it's talking about the nationalities. Go into all the nationalities for God so loved the what? The world, right? That he gave his own. Um, so it goes on and says, uh, Where am I? Then once again, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. So even today, in the year 2023, he promised that he would come again, right? He says, Look, I'm going to go to my Father, and if I depart unto the Father, I will send the comfort unto you. He will lead you, and he will guide you into all things, right? But once that, guys, once that is done, look, and he's building a mansion for you and for me in John chapter number 14, right? But once that thing is done, guys, he's going to come back, and he's going to and he's going to come for his bride. He's going to come and get us, right? But until then, you guys, he promised that he would be with us. He says, "Lo, I am with you always, even until until the end of the world." Hey, guys, look, that trumpet might be sounding anytime, any moment. We just don't know when, right? He's going to come like a thief in the night. No man knows the day or the hour. But until then, church, let's do what the job of the church is supposed to do in reaching out to a world that is lost and dying without hope and without Christ and without a Savior. Those guys back in 2,000 years ago, they, they thought they were living in the last days. If they were living, the Apostle Paul was talking about living in the last days. If they're living in the last days, then what will? When, when is it, you know? It's been 2,000 years, brother. And he has still not returned yet. That's got to be one big, huge, uh, humongous uh, mansion that he's preparing for you and for me, right? But, you guys, 
Now, here's the thing. So we as a local church, right, throughout the entire world, the responsibility is upon us as a local church to continue to get that gospel out, right? It is for us today. It is just not for them. It is for today. Because everyone, people are dying every day. In fact, I just found out one of my students from high, junior high and high school passed away two days ago, 34 years old, just dropped dead. Blood clot or whatever. I'm like, whoa, 32 years old? We don't know, you guys. And people are dying every day. People are getting born every day. And who's, because all these guys, these people are getting born every day. Whose responsibility is populating in the world, right? But we've, that's why we need to continue to reach out into the, the entire world. Right now, that, you know, that, we're, we're, we're well over 8 billion people now. Who's going to reach those 8 billion people? You know, the United States, we only make up 5% of the world's population. Just 5%. If you guys think that Oklahoma City is crowded, go to L.A. where we're from. And if we think that L.A. is overpopulated, you need to go to Tokyo or Mexico City or Bangkok. One city alone in Bangkok, over 10 million people. Just one city. So we've got a lot of job that we need to do. And who's going to reach them? God has called, you guys, God has called the institution of the local church to get this job done. He has not given this job to a school, or to a hospital, or to the government. The, this job right here was given specifically to the local church. Okay? And People, guys, we're talking about eternity is in the balance from, for the majority of the people in this world. We've got to get the gospel out. The truth of the matter is, Pastor Johnson, I did not want to go back to that part of the world. I was on staff at a home church in Long Beach. My wife was working a good job as a nurse. Both of our kids were in our Christian school. I don't want to go. My wife said, no, I don't want to go back because those communist people killed my dad. I don't want to go. I told her about it. I go, I, I, I had Pastor Dave Board talk to her. He took us, I was talking to her about a month later. She finally, you know, okay, I'll, I'll go as well. She says, if we don't go out and reach them, who will? Let's turn to the next one. The one part of the world, you guys, those 8 billion people, over 5 billion live right there in that, those red, those, the ten, something we call the 1040 window. That 1040 window right there, you guys, two-thirds of the world's population live right there. That, that was what God used to, look, if you don't go, Kumli, who's going to go? You already speak the language. You already know the culture. You already look like one of them. Why not? But I thank God for your dad to go, Brother Blake, and the, the influence and the, the impact that he's making on a lot of people. Thank God for that. But he has to learn the language. He speaks better than me now. By the way, Lao and Khmer, or Lao and Cambodian language is totally different. Spanish is more similar 
uh, to English than Lao is to, uh, to the Khmer language. But thank God I was able to speak both languages growing up because I was actually born in Cambodia, even though I'm a, a, a Lao person. But that part of the window right there, you guys, if we as a local church, if we don't go out and reach them, who will? Look at this. Out of that five, over 5 billion people, 60% of them, you guys, are unreached. That basically means no one is making any, try, trying to make an attempt to go out and open up a Bible and show them how to be saved. It's just like getting lost somewhere in the Pacific Ocean or in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and yet no one is even making an attempt to try to look for you. Think about it for a moment. Does, does it... Does not my, our Bible say that for God so loved the world? Does not our Bible say that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to what? It is so easy to get saved, yet it is so hard also. I mean, all you have to do is believe, right? But to, to come to the point of to, to believe, that's one huge, gigantic step. Look, like the excuse I gave once again, I'm Buddhist, I'm Lao, I'm Asian. I don't want my friends to make fun of me and laugh at me and mock at me. And why are you following the American religion? Well, you're no longer Lao, you're no longer Asian if you, you know, follow Jesus Christ. That's a peer pressure that we had to, uh, to, to come through. Can you imagine what it is like? That's just for me here in America. Can you imagine what it's like even in Asia alone? So it's... That part of the world, you guys, no one is really attempting to try to, to, to reach them. Let's go to the next one. I, I got to hurry up here. Who lives there? The Muslims, the Hindus, the, the Buddhists, the non-religious. Next one. Uh, it's, it really, it's called the, uh, the resistance belt. I've got to go through all of this uh, real fast here. Okay. You, you look, we can all be involved, right? We can all be involved. I know this is not a missions conference type of thing, but I want to be able, be able to get to that. We can all be involved in the Great Commission as a, uh, as a member of a local church here in America. We can all be involved in one way. We can give. Go to the next one. We can pray. Next one. Or we can go ourselves. Again, it was not easy for me to say, Lord, Lord, I surrendered. It was hard for me to go and talk to Pastor Joe Esposito. Look, God has called me to go to me. It took me years. Brother Getz told me, you know, I wrote a, uh, a report on Laos. He says, God's going to call you there. I want to go, what? No, I don't want to go. Is he calling me his country? I don't want to go. It's just a report from Dr. Getz. I didn't tell him that. I said to him, uh, you know, behind my back. <laughs> Anyways, but little did I know, 10-something ten, uh, ten years uh, later, that I would actually be there working and serving the Lord. We, you, you can go. You go. Next one, you guys. My family has chosen to go. Next one. Next one. Next one. We, 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 because Laos is a communist country and they want to learn English. They go, look, when, when my pastor and I, we took a survey trip back in 2010. So, okay, we're, we're going to have to come up with a plan. Let's start an English school. 
is exactly what we did. These are some of our students. Some are saved. The guy with the sunglasses right behind my wife, the green one, Joey, was one of these guys that, you know, he was like 18, 19 years old, came living in English us, and we with us. It took him about two years before he, he would get saved. One of the things he said, oh, yeah, he's, uh, Jesus is, is one of the, the, the American, one of the American president. I go, oh, president. Okay. So you got to start from, from uh, kindergarten with them, amen? Come on, America at that time was like 235 years old. Anyways, Joey. Uh, anyways, so you, you got it. Okay, next one. And we started witnessing some. All these got saved, you know. Uh, the guy in the front there, that's Goliath right there. We started a volleyball league for, uh, for, for some of the locals, and he was one of them to get saved, and he graduated from a Bible, Bible college. He's now married, and he'll be going to Manila with me. And, um, you know, so all these guys over here were, were saved from, from our ministry. By the way, this one here, it's got so many other tribal groups. We have tribal groups here in America, right? They got tribal groups that I don't even speak their language. They speak my language, but I don't speak their language. When they're talking, it's like, what? You guys drop a bunch of civil words and say something, it becomes word, and you guys all understand each other? And so, uh, next one. Here's a, here's a, you know, in the video, you, we showed the picture of, the, of our church. We had to relocate after COVID-19. We, you know, we, we got stuck here in America. We came for, you know, my daughter's health situation. We got stuck, so we lost that building, so we had to move out into the village. Next one. And look, here's our vision to train up young men to plant churches. Uh, we, we don't have time to talk about all of this, but the Bible says that Paul talked to young Timothy, the things that thou hast heard of me, Paul said, the same commit thou to faithful men, right? Who shall be able to teach others also. So we got to be able to multiply ourselves. And just, uh, just, instead of just addition here and addition there, we've got to teach and train up these young guys and go out and plant churches throughout the country of Laos. Next one. And here are some of the uh, uh, young men that, and, and their wives. Uh, they came to our English school, and, you know, they got saved. And, you know, right between me, uh, uh, the guy in the white, his name is Kong. By the way, he's got a good friend by the name of King. So we got King and Kong, amen? <laughs> you know, Kong's got one of, the, one of the biggest churches. He might have the biggest church. He went out and planted a church you guys saw in the video. He might have the biggest church in the country of Laos. Of course, his wife is way on the other side, right by my wife. And then... Uh, Supan, Mr. Goliath there, and his wife is right there. Next one. Here are some of our Bible college students. We should have about 12 that should be gradu uh, graduating at, at the end of this year. Next one. Uh, next one. Next one. Here, wait. Back in 2020, during the COVID, th these guys, uh, the police cut down trees, put in the middle of the street. They had uh, what you call real lockdown, amen? No, no man would go anywhere. They blocked the roads up. So, hey, look, what are we going to do? We're going to start building the dormitory. We bought this building back in 2016. And so our Kong and his wife, Lily, and the Bible students were able to build this thing in about three months. That's the ladies' dormitory. This is the place where we meet also. Next one. Here's a guy's dormitory. <laughs> Next one. Yeah, go ahead, go, there should be like a play button uh, uh, down at the bottom. You can play. This is uh, we're, we're getting ready to build the men's dormitory. If you can't, that's fine. I don't think so. Okay, go to the next one. And here, them building. You know, the, the, the now we're, we just purchased this uh, land right here to the left of the uh, ladies' dormitory. We're going to build the men's dormitory there. They're just getting everything ready, putting up uh, walls and things like that. Next one. Next one. 
and the ordination of Pastor Kong. We have Brother Dave Ward. You know Brother Dave Ward. He came down from Cambodia and helped ordain him. Next one. Of course, next one. Here's our Bible students. Next one. Here's the, the church that is actually Pastor Kong. This church right here is about an hour and a half of where we are. And Kong started this ministry. Uh, they were meeting in their living room. They outgrew their living room and they built a, like a little like an auditorium. And then they outgrew that and they and they pretty much tore down the the kitchen and the bathroom and put that somewhere else. Pretty much uh, doubling the, their capacity spaces. Next one. Here's the next one. Next one. And here, this is them tearing, <laughs> tearing it down the kitchen and, and the bathroom. Next one. And yeah, as you can see there, next one. And here's Kong. If you can't play it, that's fine. Let's go, go, go to the next one. Here's, here's another one, one of our students. He came to learn English back in 2017, ended up getting saved. You know, led mom to the Lord, led dad to the Lord, and older sister to the Lord. Both mom and dad has gone to be with the Lord just recently. Thank God the gospel got there on time for them. Amen. Right. Next one. Here's, here's another village about three hours north of where we are. Kong started this village also. So, and right now they're running about maybe, maybe 50, 60 people. But this is what started back in um, September of last year. So brand new work. Next one. Here's some baptism in that village. Next one. Here's some more baptism. We don't have time to talk about this single mom. You know, uh, next one. This is one form of transportation, amen? You, you know what these are, right? <laughs> Brother Frank. So this is one form of transportation. They'll, it'll, it'll take them about 45 minutes to get to, uh, to, to get the church. Next one. Here's Chewie. Uh, one of that young men thinks that Jesus Christ, is, uh, Christ was, uh, was from, from America, amen? His mom became the chief of, the, of that village. She was really nice. She let us meet, uh, you know, the church. Next one. And here's Lun, another young, he speaks a tribal language. Again, I, I don't understand their language. Next one. Here is uh, our church. Next one. Here's Pachu, another one of our graduates. She's serving out, out in the northern part of Laos. Next one. Here's Pastor B, one of the young men that we are uh, partnering up with. Next one. Here's a youth conference in, in Thai. Well, no, I'm sorry. This is a church that, 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 that pretty much they started by a missionary, but with health issues, he had to come back to America. So once I got, I, I told him, hey, look, we, you guys have been sitting vacant for two, three, maybe four years now. Can we use your building to plant a church? That's what we did. That's what we host our youth conference every single year. And they're now back up and running. It's, it's big. This is the old picture. They're running probably about maybe 60, 70 people now in Thailand. Next one. Here's another uh, young man that we're also helping to establish church in Thailand. Next one. There's a youth conference in Laos. By the way, Laos, I could not get into Laos because of COVID. This is April of 2022. Laos was still closed. So I could not make it to our youth conference on time. But Kong and his wife, Lily, and the Bible students were able to host this thing. I think they had like 150 people show up. Next one. Here's one in Thailand. This one I, I was able to, get, to go to in Thailand. Same location. Next one. 
Here's the, the, uh, this is leadership. This is one that uh, Pastor Tomlinson came to and, and spoke for us. He was a huge, huge blessing because some of the, because he supports some of those uh, national pastors. Uh, next one. Here are some of the preacher boys at that same conference. Next one. Uh, by the way, here, here are a bunch of Mormons, you guys. These guys will work and save up. And they, they have a desire, you know, they want to do something for their God. 18, 19, 20 years old, for two years, they'll go out there and they will go with the Guatemala or somewhere else. They, they were in Cambodia. Argue, I was, you know, sitting there not arguing with them. And wow, you, got, you know what, sweet man? <laughs> I can't believe they're in Cambodia. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. If they can make it to Cambodia, why not us, I said. They, and they don't even know how to eat rice. I already know how to eat rice, amen? <laughs> I cannot live without rice. I go through one of these restaurants if I don't get rice. <laughs> Every day. But those guys are out there. This, I, I'm in Salt Lake City Airport for a layover, trying to go to a meeting somewhere, and I, these guys are like going to Guatemala to become a missionary. Look how many there are. Now I shot this picture, I sent it to our missionary to Guatemala. Sent out from our church in Long Beach, they're missionaries to Guatemala. Hey, Luis Hernandez, look, who's coming over to help you out? <laughs> he says, Brother Kumli, don't play around. He says, no one in Long Beach wants to come and help me out. I'm all by, me and Juana are all by ourselves with our four or five kids. Those guys are willing to go out and share, giving the false gospel to the Guatemalan people, to the Cambodian people, or the Thai people, or to the Lao people, but yet we have the truth of the gospel. We've got the truth, the, the truth, the true gospel, but yet we're willing, we, we, we can't even sacrifice. Guys, once again, there's over 8 billion people in the world today. There's nothing that's more important than getting the gospel out. My Bible says, what shall a profit a man, right? If he shall gain the whole world, yet he loses his own soul. A couple days, several days ago, Elvis Presley's daughter just passed away, right? Michael Jackson passed away, what, 10, 10, 12, 10 11, 12 years ago? They've got everything that this world's got. Kobe Bryant, one of my favorite basketball players. I'm from L.A. Look, if you ask me, are you, can you want, you've got Kobe Bryant's athleticism. Unbelievable talent. That guy can shoot. He's got tenacity and, and, and endurance and all the things that you would want as a basketball player, right? Mr. Clutch Shooter. I wouldn't want to trade places with him. No way. I love my life. I love what I'm doing. I might be poor, but God is taking care of me. Kobe Bryant, if he's saved, I doubt if he's saved. Right now, he has been there for the last, in hell, if he's not saved, he's been there for the last three years. No way would I want to share uh, trade places with him. I have a good life. God has allowed me to come to America and live in America, be raised up in America, and to get saved, to get born again. And now I get to live for him. He died for me, and I get to live for him. What a privilege. He says, to me, look, it, is, it is a privilege to serve God. There's nothing else that I would rather do in this world than to save, serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
There's nothing else. Nothing. You know, I, when my daughter was born, you know, the Christian school really did not pay much, and my wife was not working as a nurse yet. I had to go out, work in the world. I didn't, didn't they go out living, and I was still faithful to church. I was still tithing, still going soul winning, still doing everything else that a layman would do. I was just, I was not working at the church. The, the two most miserable time of my life, even though I was still faithful to the Lord. And I told the Lord, Lord, I can't handle it. I, I got to get back into the ministry. I got to get back. Uh, although I'm not living sin, Lord, I'm not serving you like I told you I would serve you when I surrendered to go pre to preach. Thank God, you know, I, we get to serve. It is a privilege, young people. Hear me out, young people. It is a privilege to serve the king. And one of these days, we're going to stand before him face to face, and we're going to give an account. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're going to go to heaven. But God says, what have you done for me? Or what did you do while you were on earth? These guys are willing to do it, but we have to too. Let's go, next, go ahead and go to the next one. Lost souls are out there, you guys. Lost souls are out there. Today's Christianity, yeah. Let's go out and play golf. Let's watch the Thunder play. I don't mind. I, I love basketball. I love when KD was here and Russell Westbrook. Um, Westbrook, I mean. And, you know, James Harden and all these other guys, when Ibaka, Sabaka, and whatever his name was, when they were all here. I love basketball. But if you're going to let me trade places, being KD or wherever, no. I'll, I'll take this instead, man. Oh, I love basketball, but I love this more. I love this more. But, but we, Christians, we've got to stay busy. We've got to occupy. Next one. I'm running out of time. The harvest truly is plenteous, you guys. The har they're out there, you guys. The harvest truly is plenteous. But the labors, where are they? Few and far in between. I'm glad that your pastors come here. The pastor of this church. Thank God. We need, we need. Guys, let's look around us. We were out harvesting rice there in Laos. And I asked one of these guys, hey, look, your rice field right there, if you and your family were to do it, how long would it take you to harvest these rice? Like, oh, it might take us a week to get it done. But with all the Bible college students helping out, how long is it going to take you? He says, it's only going to take us one day. You get things done a lot faster, amen. When their team, teamwork makes the dream work, amen. Let's get out there in a harvest field. You guys have lost souls that are out there. I'm thankful, you guys, that God brought me to America 42 years ago, almost 43 years now, to come to America. And I believe God brought me because so I can hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so much easier to hear the gospel here in America. And now I get to take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to that part of the world, that 1040 window. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, non-religious people that are out there. And they're waiting for us. And they're waiting for us. They're waiting to, for someone to go and tell them, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you. Will you come to him? Will you get saved? You don't have to burn your idols. You don't have to bow down to a statue. You don't have to do any of that stuff. 
It's free. It's a gift. Okay? For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works. And there's nothing we can do to boast about it at all. I'm going to heaven for free, amen? I take that free gift. Every head's bowed and every eye's closed. I've gone over time. Sorry, Pastor. What, what will it be, church? As a church, as a local church here, to take part in the Great Commission, hey, we need to reach out to our Jerusalem here in Oklahoma, the uh, Oklahoma City Metro. It's your job. I'm not here. You guys are here. The pastor needs your help. Not only in our Jerusalem, but our, also our Judea, the whole Oklahoma uh, state. Of course, our Samaria. And eventually, we need to take the, take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the uttermost part. Father, thank you, Lord, for loving us, Lord. We cannot emphasize how much, Lord, uh, to, to say, Lord, and how thankful we are Lord, to be saved. And how you open up our eyes, Lord, to, to hear the gospel and to simply um, believe the gospel. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for Pastor uh, Johnson, Lord. We've known each other for almost uh, 25 years now. Thank you for what he's doing and his faithfulness in the ministry. Got a good family that loves you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here.